Should, oh yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Okay. Is, so this, you can is this how you, everything. Is this how you yeah. do it? <laughs> That's not how you do it. Roll sound and <laughs> sing. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, everybody, we are back. It's the Freestyle Boys with a very special episode and a special guest, uh, Casey Patterson. Everybody, I mean, he's from some obscure sport. Insert cheering <laughs> crowd noise. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot more of a serious sport than pickleball. So maybe some of you do know him. Uh, American professional volleyball player. I did a little bit of research. I found that you were something something player and team of the year in 2013, which seemed pretty legitimate. I don't know the acronyms, but that was pretty good. That's uh, what it says on the plaque. Something something. Something something. Yeah, they, they, they're yeah, very they're good. Perfect. Plaque somewhere yeah. that says something <laughs> yeah. about you. Yeah. Uh, some championship <laughs> wins in the volleyball pro tour, Olympian in 2016, and now a pickleball enthusiast. So Casey, we're happy to have you. It's oh, gonna be a lot of fun. So good to be here. I'm glad like, you guys got to come to my office, though. I'm glad you met me here. This is yeah. oh wow! You know what? I like 16th Street. <laughs> I yeah. like where we're, we're getting, at. We're just getting a quick <laughs> lesson from Coach. <laughs> ben, ben. Good God! Ben, we're gonna jump in. Good God! I'm just. I mean, it's Listen, volley- ben, there's, there's volleyball courts and there's an ocean. So I, I like those things. <laughs> ben, I wasn't really good when I started playing, and there were things that motivated me to get good. Uh-huh, and now uh-huh. you're understanding why. He's gonna play pickleball now. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> why am I playing pickleball, man? Yeah. What am I doing here, Harry? There it is. <laughs> the first quote, and he still <laughs> doesn't know the movie, movie quotes. Right. Movie quotes. Who has please. not seen Dumb and Dumber? Me. Yeah. I have not. Oh. <laughs> Insanity. That's so that's sad. on the list this week. Watch it. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, uh, so Casey and I met with uh, a mutual spikeball friend, Preston. Gosh, I wish I have him as a guest at some point too, because what a character. Uh, <laughs> well, Casey. Please. Yeah. Please get okay, how I met your how you met Preston. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm playing pickleball. Probably got smashed. I got to go help the wife with dinner and all the kids. And I walk by, and this dude's like, "Hey, are you Casey Patterson?" And it's this kid sitting down on the floor against the fence, like waiting with his paddle up. And I'm like, "What?" And he stands up, and he's like, "Let me just cut to the chase here. <laughs> I'm the number one spikeball player in the world." And I'm like, "Wow, dude!" I, I immediately cut him off. Dude, I, I love this intro because I'm already excited to talk to you. Like, I hate when they play it cool. Like, just tell me right off the bat, dude. Oh, you're yeah. a baller. Yeah. Like, this is sick. No, I'm like, "What sport?" And I'm just kidding. I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, that's rad." He's like, "Look, I love playing pickleball." Let's start playing. I might be doing something with Ben Johns uh, in the future. Would you love to, like, maybe, you know, come play? Because I want to do something similar with you on the beach, mm-hmm. the combo of the two yeah. sports. And I'm like, dude, that would be insane. And so he texted me, like, the day before he went with you guys up in uh, Santa Barbara. Right. And I'm like, I'm there. I'm, I'm going. And yeah. that's when we met at this <laughs> random dude's mansion <laughs> <Right>? overlooking <laughs> all of Southern California. This is the most random connection. We all just show up. We're all just like, oh, okay, cool. Here we are. Dude, the path to the guy's court. I was like, wait, is this real life? <laughs> this is silly. I'm like, dude, we're walking through like Narnia. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? And then it all just clears. Yeah. And there's like this magnificent just. With an ambiance of There's music. California. Oh. <laughs> dude, it, seriously. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we met. Yeah. It was, just, it was a good intro. And, you uh, start introing yourself like that? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Just, as, just I'm Ben John. I'm the number one pickleball player. Yes, oh exactly. Yeah. I just love his exactly. like just. Just, just right to it. Yeah. It's like no shame, no nothing. It's just like I'm just gonna call it what it is. Yeah, and if you don't like it, oh well. <laughs> then cool. I guess we're not hanging out. And you're like, all right, dude, I love it. I know where we are. Anybody that starts the sentence off with "I'm just gonna cut to the chase," <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> I don't care what bad. I don't I don't care what comes next. It's gonna <laughs> it's be good. Never bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So today, I mean, I I always try to have a, a general script of things. That's why I have this, and I usually just put it away eventually because <laughs> inevitably we go off on tangents, and I have a feeling this is going to be no different. 
Uh, but I feel like it's an obligatory question to always ask people. Like I, I feel like we've been asked this a thousand times. But like, how'd you get into pickleball and why? Because people just like to hear it. Yeah, I wish I could have said I was watching it live on the PPA tour and you bageled J eleven zero in the third set during the singles finals. <laughs> I wish that's when I started. I was like like a little kid with my you know crisscross applesauce legs. Just like, <laughs> One day I'm going to be pro. <laughs> this guy just beat this French dude 11-0. It makes me want to play pickleball. I want to play pickleball forever. We'll send this to Jay after. Yeah, so good. I'll, I'll I actually it right now have a ball signed by him in my bag because I went and did something in Newport before. That's why I wanted to heckle him on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give him a hard time. No, I played during COVID because they took all the nets down. All our nets here, all the way up to where I lived, they were all pulled down. Oh. And they wouldn't. They were arresting people that were going even surfing. Oh, really? They're pulling They're them out of the water. People. Pulling them out of the water. Oh and so gosh. you could play in our area, Ventura County. You could play tennis and you could play pickleball. Huh. And I was like, pickleball, the game that my grandpa said he played, you know. And that's that's all. And then the name was always kind of goofy. You're like, oh, no, okay. So we go and there's like this group of uh, parents and and couples in our area. They're like, hey, let's ha- let's hold a tournament. They hosted a tournament. My wife and I won it. <laughs> not to uh, not I mean, rag or not anything. Not to toot my uh, arm. That was for Preston. <laughs> 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 but we won this, like, I mean, I think everybody was, like, a 2-5. Uh-huh. We barely knew the, how to call the score yeah, yet, you know? Rules. We're playing with the, like, super squishy oh, ball yeah, that's, like, hitting a sponge. Yeah, oh, or whatever. it was terrible. It was so ratchet. <laughs> oh, and we had no idea what we were doing, but I just hustled harder than anyone. And I'm like, this feels <laughs> like volleyball. Let's go. And yeah. I got hooked because, I mean, a warm-up game was with – this guy named Pete from Camarillo, and then a, a, an old lady, and they beat us like my wife and I, like 11 0. And I was like, like I <laughs> will never let that happen again. <laughs> and then I saw Jay I'm lose 11 0. going to lose to Betsy and Yeah, ever exactly. Again. <laughs> Pete and Betsy will never beat me ever again. But then I learned that even pros get bageled. So, I mean, Jay, they showed me <laughs> <him> that. <laughs> second shot. Let's keep talking already. about that. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we just rail on Jay a little bit more, please? This, this is what I came here for. Right? Everybody. This is perfect. But I do feel like that is how a lot of people get hooked. That's how I got hooked is you, like, being you an athletic person, a yeah. a you lose to a non-athlete, and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yes. How? How? It's even it's worse as a great tennis player, though. Yes. you're like, oh, I feel like I should be good at this and game. And losing to somebody that's a non-tennis player. to yeah. a non-tennis player, non-athlete, and you're like, oh, this can't happen. <laughs> Never like, again. This, is, this thing is only, like, a foot and a half difference, and I'm doing the same things, and I just lost to that guy <laughs> who basically what? lobbed me off the court like what <laughs> it makes no sense yeah i think that's for sure is the hook mm-hmm. yeah that's it and i feel like your story is actually it resonates with a lot of people because covid was bad for like a lot of sports and a lot of things but yeah. for pickleball i think people picked it up more than for like, sure lost it just because it's one of the few things you could play at least in maryland like they couldn't stop you from taping lines even if they shut down all the parks so yeah and yeah. it's easy to just everywhere. buy a temp net online oh, and temp, set up in your driveway went out of stock everywhere yeah dude like, gone everywhere. right gone we had a, I didn't even really know until I was driving through my neighborhood. I went down a different street, and they had taped lines on, like, a Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So you knew on the weekends they just put the net out. They put cones in, in the cul-de-sac, and they had it going. I was like, what? It's everywhere. It's un- This was, like, a mini version of what an Olympics would be in a sense, where, like, mm-hmm. everyone's like, pickleball? We can <laughs> play that. And everyone's just, like, honed in. I went to Utah. Everyone's playing. I come back here. Everyone's playing. I'm like, whoa. 
this is rad. It's like one of those things where you, if you didn't see it before, you don't notice it, but then once you oh, it's, it's like everywhere. One, yeah, exactly. It's like you, you, you want a red it, car, then you oh, see oh, red cars yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. and you're like, this is a world I've lived for this long and didn't know about. Right. Yeah, there, there's got to be so many of those things that we're missing out on. Uh, Pickleball yeah. is just one of them. And that's like super random. Like we're here just setting up cameras. Like two people just bike past and they're talking about pickleball. I look at Ryder. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a pickleball. <laughs> what? How? Wait, why? <laughs> Do they know we're coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> they know about us. This is a, this is an operation. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it definitely you get you get hooked so fast because of the like you guys said the non-athlete just crushing you and you're like wait the dude that sits at a desk all day at a nine to five comes out in the evenings and just smashed me. He's he's fat. He he doesn't move his feet. I refuse to <laughs> lose him ever again. <laughs> It's exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I got to imagine it's, it's got to be pretty funny for you because, like, it's one thing to be athletic. But for you, it's like the, the court just must feel so small because maybe you can't see it on camera. But you're 6'6", six, six, and I think your wingspan is 7'1". Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like the yes. court must be, like, so I feel small. like I'm on a baby court. And my, <laughs> like, and my ankles are always, like, vulnerable. I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I feel so vulnerable. <laughs> like, do I need, like, shin pads here? Like, everybody could just hit at my feet. So, And I'm on the kitchen line. I'm like, what's happening? Right, yeah. yeah. I, I got to play with you that one time, but what I thought was hilarious is, like, everything I hit, you were taking out of the air. But the ones that did bounce, so I was like, oh, my gosh, she has to bend so far. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, Can you get back throw up? throw my back out with one dink inside the kitchen. I'm like, yeah. it's and, over. It's over that, for me. And that's why you talking about playing singles was hysterical because I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen that. But – that is totally just a, a baby giraffe on its first oh, <laughs> right? steps because you have to reach so it's so far. far. Oh my like gosh! That ball bounces too low. <laughs> uh, but it's it don't play singles. It's unless you're beating Jay like a drum eleven zero. It's not it's not a fun sport. I'm glad no, you brought it up that singles. Time. <laughs> have you messed with singles at all? Or yes. All so okay. I love I love singles at first because I was actually better at it at the start. Yeah. Like hitting those like drives and like the long ball stuff. Because you was, can actually hit it hard and get and it. And I it. didn't know how to drop, so I was like, oh, I really didn't like. If I just return well enough or serve tough enough, I don't need to use it as much because I'm probably not playing guys that I'm, you know, that are good yet. So I felt more comfortable. And then I got to play more doubles, and I'm like, oh, singles is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I oh loved yeah. it at first for the cardio aspect, and I felt like the multi-directional aspect of it, and then having to hit winners was really good transfer over into, okay, now be patient with doubles, and then be able to utilize that when you need it. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people go into one, or the, I go into like, okay, I'm just going to like, play the game here and I'm like right. why why am I not hitting all of these in the air yeah and then I'll go play singles and come back and then I'll be hitting them in the air I'm like all right it's a good combo you mm -hmm. just got to take care of the knees well you yeah. talk about that a lot actually like that that doubles training like singles is singles practice is really yeah. good for doubles training it's, it's crazy just because like people think of them as two different games and it's like strategically sure you're not doing the same thing but they're just so helpful for each other just like the movement and decision-making, yeah. it, it transfers so much more than you think. I think singles is so healthy for doubles because if you just get in that kind of doubles mindset, it's it's vastly different from a singles mindset. And you need a little bit of that. Yeah, you, that, you almost get complacent. You don't get but enough of You get very like, complacent. Yeah. You get lazy with it. You're just like, oh, I'm just playing 10 feet of the court. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm, do your I'm job, I'm doing okay. mine. Yeah. <laughs> if you stay how'd still, you guys, I'm all over. How did you guys do? Oh, we lost my guy. I just blew it for me. I didn't touch a ball, you know. I <laughs> It's so similar to beach though, because it's like a lot of things that people don't talk about is your partnership and you being able to win with your partner. You have the chemistry side is separate, like good chemistry, cool. Mm -hmm. But can you go win and can your is your guys' ceiling together high enough to go win tournaments? Yeah. If it's not, you're constantly jumping around trying to find guys in that main draw, um, kind of top, you know, ten type players. Like, well, maybe our chemistry with our combo of how we style 
will get us to the point where our ceiling's higher and we could actually maybe upset some teams and win some games. Right. And people don't talk about it enough, like on the beach, like, like how long did it take you to go pro? I'm like, bro, until I got a partner good enough that I could go win with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Because like physically and experience, I had it. I just had to keep proving it until someone was willing to take a chance on me. You know, I, I love that because it's just, I mean, it's a great segue. Like we always do, Robert, just good flow. <laughs> you guys plan um, good flow? Like that's just another similarity between volleyball and pickleball. Like Huge I feel like there's a lot of similarities between pickleball and other sports. You can find it in, in anything. And people, it's like it's often compared to tennis and stuff like that. But I actually feel like beach volleyball is like super appropriate because you have yeah. so many similarities in terms of like how the sport's grown, volleyball and pickleball, which I'm sure we're going to get to. But also the partnerships, which I hadn't really thought about, especially pro tour wise, like going pro. What people don't realize, like you said, is just, you know, who you're playing with and the team chemistry and like can you beat other teams with that partner like searching for the right partners yeah. is enormous right and it's like just cool to hear from you because it's like oh yeah that I, it's not just yeah how yeah. enormous that is it's huge that's like yeah. i mean robert even experiences it like i have basically one or two partners now but he's switched around so many times he's just trying to go from you know his whole one year to pro journey it's like yeah it's almost like a lot of it i want to say is like you know who your partner is if you don't have the right partner you're not going to win yeah is it is it the same in volleyball where like so i came into pickleball and all the all the guys have I mean their partners are booked like over a year in advance yeah like all 22 2022 partnerships are already established yeah so if you want to come into the sport and do some damage early it, it just you can't really it's it so time. hard you're slowly picking up like the veteran at your local court and you're like sweet and then you're beating everybody and then you're like all right let's go to the down south and let's go play in LA and then you get smashed and then you're creeping into getting one of those guys and then you're slowly creeping up and like it's the same dude it's like dating and we heckle each other on beach volleyball <laughs> like yeah. we used to have this this like feature where they do a video every like summer hot stove and they would burn pictures of their partners if they split up randomly and one of them was like two olympians had played with each other they had both played in the olympics and they were flying home to go play in like a huge grand slam right after big money right so you went to the olympics because it's cool and you honor your country and then you got to go play pro to make money right mm -hmm. it's a s similar thing and so they, he texted him while on the plane, hey, we're not playing anymore, on the way to the event. Ugh. I mean, it's like stuff like that happening all the time where you, and then it's just awkward for everyone who knows about <laughs> it. Like, I feel more awkward than <laughs> they do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. <laughs> but that partnership thing is so gnarly because do they, are they going to invest the same amount of time? Are they willing to go drill, do double days, maybe triples? Are they, there's a nutrition tight. Are they lifting with me? Like, and that's the hardest part is finding a guy that you don't just show up in Newport with that lives in, like you're in Austin and yeah. then guys are in, oh, well, I live in, let's say even Newport and we'll just show up, you know, a half day before the event and we'll dink around, slap and tickle and yep. then yep. we're off to the races. And you're like, what? Well, there's a reason why we're not winning, dude. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Come on. I, I feel like pickleball is so wild west. It, it's more on the side of the, the second one where you're just kind of like meeting up and yeah, playing. We'll yeah, up in Newport. And <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll have see a what happens. at it. Look. You know, we'll play some pickleballs. We'll just Do we have enough points happens. to both be in? Yeah, we're in. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then, yeah, that's how it always is too. It's like the guys, then you got the guys that are just playing the points game. I don't know if it's the same for you guys. We're like, well, we'd be in, but we hate each other. Well, let's play. And then they'll play together and be like, how are they playing? They hate each other. Yeah. It's just because they were in. Uh -huh. They got enough points to get in the main draw. They yep. got to gro gravel through the, the, yep. the qualifier. And you're like, this is a joke. Like, why aren't we investing? Like, why aren't we, like, assigning a year contract, in a sense, when you're a pro? Like, hey, I'm with you for this mm -hmm. year. Let's ride it out and go through the ups and downs. Yeah. Versus, like, it's hard because Doing then you're just constantly searching. Yeah. And then you're on a roller coaster. And you're yeah. like, bro, is it me? Am I? Do I suck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong? Like, I know I can side out. <laughs> 
Dude, so what's accurate. going on? It's so accurate. It's just, it, it's so like pickleball. It's just hilarious. Like, it, it's hard to describe even how much that relates to us. 100%. I'd say it's even, like, not quite as uh, almost cutthroat, I want to say, because pickleball still has a little bit of honor because it's more like, hey, yes. most people don't view it as, like, a career at this point. Yes. So they're more like, hey, I'm going to honor my commitment. I don't want to be, like, scorned by my peers by, by dropping somebody. But Nailed people it. have started doing that, and yeah. it's like, Oh, is this going to start happening more? Well, it will. Shoot. I mean, if they did it, I could do it. And exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh, I've got an out now because my cousin jumped off the bridge. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to jump off the bridge. What's your, that's you did why, it first. Dude, it's say, well, he did. Mom. Yeah. It's funny because that's you guys keep talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude, it's so similar to beach volleyball. It's and got to be trajectory. Eerie for you. Dude, it's really weird. <laughs> Because the game started as this, like, you show up and you'd win some chairs and you're stoked. Like, you win a six-pack of beer and a chair and you're like, yes, maybe a new ball. You're like, yes, I needed a new ball. You didn't want to spend 80 bucks on a new ball. You're like, oh, this is so rad. And we were traveling all up the coast playing in the CBBA. And if you got your AAA, it's like going pro, you know what I mean, or 5-0. It's the 5-0 of pickleball. Oh, I'm the kid Hayden who goes, you know, pro or 5-0 at such a young age. That was our guy here, Rosie. He was 16, just lived on the beach, made it in the pro tour at 16. You're like, 16? In beach volleyball, that's gnarly because... It's a sport where you've got to play for a while. Yeah. It's the same thing. You're just constantly bouncing around, and the money gets involved, and you get sponsors involved, and then Bud Light kicks in, and now you're – like we had just down the street here a million-dollar open at Manhattan Beach where we played for a million dollars. But it started with winning chairs in a volleyball. Yeah. And the honor was there, and now Less so. we've got the Hawkeye cameras, uh-huh. and the ball hits off my hand, and I'm still yelling no touch. <laughs> and I know the world's watching, and I'm like, look, we're playing for money and honor, bro. I'm – until the ref does, they're being paid to play this, and they're paying for the Hawkeye cameras. Yeah, they want to challenge it. Good for them. Like that's just how we it's got to play. I got yeah, four yeah. kids to feed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and look, everybody's doing it the same way. The so. honor kind of go. Yeah, you, the honor goes from. Yeah, I'm still not going to lie to you, but there's a reason why this guy's being paid, and we've got all this technology. Why don't you use it? Yeah, you know, because the challenge system I saw that you guys finally. Yeah, first time. We have the same thing. We have two, a, a set, and if we miss it, we lose it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't eliminate a timeout if we yeah. get it wrong, yeah. which uh-huh. I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think they kind of mimic fit- football in that way. That's yeah, how football yeah. works, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you guys don't have like a technical timeout. We uh, have a technical. No, we don't have that. So how they were doing it is you only lose the timeout if you were wrong. You, yeah. you keep right. it if you're right. Right. Uh, which I wasn't. Like, personally, I, they're just kind of experimenting with it. But I thought it was cool, of course, having the challenge. But also, it didn't feel like a big deal to actually use the timeout silly because two per game is already, like, kind of a lot. It I is a lot. Agree. It should it be one a game, I think. Yeah, I, I mean. Two a game eh. for both teams. You right. can have four timeouts in a game. Yeah, it's silly. That, that two a game like a to lot. 11. Especially if you're regaining the timeout if you're right. Yeah. So. But it was interesting because, yeah, I know their PBA is testing it and stuff. But, like, the one that you guys had, I think Matt hit the ball, and it was called long. Right? Uh, no, that, that was I, I. We challenged two. I hit one long. That turned out to be long. First yeah. game, I hit one, and it actually turned out to be right. I, it was like a call that I wouldn't have even challenged. I thought it was out, yeah. no question. Yeah. And then like looked at, it, I was like, oh, oh okay. wow, like, I'll take it. Let's wow. go. The like eight ten. Yeah, the one <laughs> that they confirmed out was like I saw it. It, and was, it was my. Dr- it was a drive for me. Yeah. It was still so hard to, like, even on the replay, like, yeah. we need Hawkeye. We need actual technology because they're just looking at a basically a still. I saw the guy in the back. He's got a 12-inch screen split in four, and then he's watching, like, the, like, random, like, two-by-three-inch <laughs> thing. I'm like, and the dude's 65 years old, yeah. 70 years old. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're making progress, but, you <laughs> but know, Uncle Leroy here <laughs> is not going to see that ball in even when we'd slow yeah. down to 240 <laughs> frames per second. There's no chance. You need the Hawkeye where it's like. Super legit, but that yes. cost so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they implemented it to ours, it was like you only could use it if you made it to the quarters or farther. Mm-hmm. Got Before it. that, it didn't matter, and it was only on stadium. Yeah. 
So you'd play a whole tournament and you'd get to the quarters and you'd finally on stadium. And then the teams that had been playing that had the rhythm. Used had, to it, they yeah. knew how to use them. And we're like, wait, what? And if we didn't call it early, you had to call it right away or you didn't get it. They're like, sorry, it took too long for you to decide. And you're like, wait, what? But I thought... It I mean, you just got thrown in a tornado. Sure. Right? And Tough now they've got to even, oh, like, dude. understand it or get in. Yeah. And once again, kind of like how pickleball is, like people that aren't used to how tournaments work are a little thrown off sometimes. Like yeah. we, we just take things for granted, like how to show up for matches, like yes. how much time we're going to have in between matches. Right. When you get into backdraw, you're like match after batch. If you're not used to how it works, it's like, this is funky. You're just, and <laughs> let alone, like, oh, I just, I've missed so many thirds. I just need, <laughs> I just need to make it safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. That's it's, crazy. It's, it's uh, parallels in, in the two sports for sure all over the place. And I, I'd say one of the main things we wanted to talk about for sure coming into this that I, I think we're definitely going to see parallels with is, is how volleyball got into the Olympics and how that kind of transformed. Because I'd say the question we maybe get more than anything is, when is it in the Olympics? Yeah. Like, Shoot, man, I don't know. Yep. It's, it's yep. like an impossible question. And, and we were talking on the ride up. It's like, and also, why is that important? Like, so glad you said that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, dude, I'm and I, I may have commented to you at one point or said something on a f Facebook forum when I was just. At, it's always at night when the kids are asleep. I just go and like mm -hmm, catch up, mm -hmm. and they're talking about why it's not in there and what, w why it would be good and why it would be bad, and and there's a lot of good and then there's also a lot of negative for the pro side. You look at the NBA. You got LeBron who's volunteering not to go. Mm -hmm. He's already like he has a gold medal, and uh, to be honest, if he didn't have one, he probably wouldn't be super upset. Yeah. Because winning the NBA championship is the most important thing, and it's also the hardest thing to win. Mm -hmm. So there's a value is in the pro tour. It's in the NBA. It's right. not in the Olympics. Is an honor to represent your country. Correct. It shouldn't be. The problem for us is, until it was uh, established in the Olympics in '96, the AVP, which is our pro tour was the most worldwide known it'd be like your ppa you know whoever yeah. it takes off the on your tour. or yeah it's the pro tour yeah all the money's involved you've got the the beer companies you've got all xbox we've had i mean we've had everyone all your like hydration drinks dude that's our wheelhouse sunglasses apparel sunblock like everything that you guys have because it's an outdoor sport mm -hmm. it's the same and i see that like slowly creeping in yeah but the olympics what it happens is that now only everyone only focuses on it every four years Every four years, everyone's like, they hibernate. They go, oh, yeah, there's beach volleyball. This is fun. I love watching <laughs> And you're like, no, we play every year yeah. all summer long for like six months it across the world. It so else. that's the problem yeah. is that your PPA will be like, well, we can't really find sponsors. And, you know, there's, there's not as much value for you guys, you know. And then what happens is now you've got us to sign agreements to play in a certain number of, hey, we have 12 events. You have to play in eight or you don't get your prize money. Mm -hmm. And then we have the world tour saying, hey, you only get 60% of your prize money until you play 10 events. And then we give you the f next, the last 40 after you're done. And so then you're like, oh, okay. So now they're fighting each other. And then you have to go on the world tour for Olympic points. But you want to just stay home because the PPA for you guys yeah. finds you your sponsors, your prize money, your camps, your clinics, like all the ways you make money are yeah. here. But then now you're wasting your time traveling all over the world trying to go follow it's the Olympics. very conflicted. It's like Dude, pickleball it's in that it's just a whole like hodgepodge of different things conflicting and happening all yeah. over the place. And it's like, once again, the Wild West, you just have a bunch of people like competing, which competing is a good thing, but it gets very disorganized it at does. some point. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, and, and that's why back to the Olympics, like that's what everyone seems so concerned with. But on the other hand, I'm just like, who cares? I never it really thought of it as a huge cares? deal. Dude, the fact sure that why. it's happening... X amount of times a, s a summer for you guys. So there's t eight to ten to twelve maybe events that you're playing. 
for me, that's there's more value in that than waiting for four years to see how you're doing or waiting to watch a live feed in Russia. You're in Moscow playing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm and glad to know I'm not the only one that feels bad for these gymnasts. I'm like, oh, dude, nobody ever watches any of your events for anything Wait, else. It's I don't even like, know your oh, name. Yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. yeah, it's an Olympic thing. Nothing else. Yeah, or like even swimming. You're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> How long have they been training? <laughs> Did they Gosh, work? Like four years just for one event? <laughs> what are they doing? Who's paying for them to train? Like, how are they doing this? <laughs> I mean, I so I did it, but I was working. I mean, I was working construction. I was coaching volleyball, and then also a personal, like a strength coach. Mm -hmm. I was doing that my whole career until 2013, when I was like, "All right, that's it. I'm going all in." And I would also go play pro indoor volleyball in Puerto Rico. They had a short season, so I'd be doing all these things, and then coming back and like hoping that I had enough like confidence in myself and experience to go win on the pro tour. Yeah. And it didn't, dude. I was constantly floundering, finding new partners, whatever. And until so I honed to juggle it, that many things. I couldn't until I honed it. Then it was just like team of the year, best offensive. I'm going to do my Preston here and just brag. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 like, go, go, go. Um, five events in a row, which would never been done in the last like 20 years. And then we went four events in a row. We were winning. And then we won another four in a row. We're team of the year for four years straight. Number one team. Like we owned, we were on, on fire. Yeah. And the minute I was like, oh, I'm actually going to go get a job again to supplement because the tour is slowing down. Prize money is getting a little weird. Mm -hmm. Olympics are coming up. And it's just like now I'm back to just playing volleyball the least amount of time out of the day when I should probably focus. I'm playing more pickleball than volleyball. It's awkward. <laughs> Don't tell it. I, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts, awkward, so she won't hear topic. this. But awkward topic. I mean, if I'm driving back from here, I go and I'll meet like Matt Manassi in uh -huh. the Riv, and I'll go train for like two hours. Yeah. Or I'll train love and it. I'll lift weights with him, and then he'll train me for an hour on my way here. Like, dude, I'm sneaking pickleball in way it. more it's than fantastic. I should. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so addictive, but. It, it, you can also see parallels in like even the ATP, like tennis. It, it is yeah. really tough for those players, like on the Futures Tour, to somehow have like the backing, the money to yes. travel and try to play. And then it's just so much pressure to like make your money back. It's like, gosh, if I don't like win this tournament, I'm not gonna be able to go to the next one. Kind of deal. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And when you have that kind of pressure to perform, most people don't perform <laughs> as well. Right. No. It's like you need to be free and unencumbered to actually perform your best, which is hardly what that is right? yeah you got to be able to take a, a loss and mentally already just recover in a way where you already got your training for that week to fine-tune things and then get right back at it mm -hmm. versus i'm panicking on the call home that i got to change my flight play for pay for you know fees to change my flight from you know we're coming from let's say germany we're in Moscow or in uh, berlin or something we got to change our flights we got to pay for that little luggage we got to hurry and get to a new york event too I mean, you're just, you're just bleeding money just mm -hmm. to, like, follow the dream. And I'm not single. I have four kids, and you know what I mean? Like, it just that evolution changes the way you can train and perform. It's an obscene amount of things. Which makes, go, comes full circle back to why having the pro tour be what is most important and the Olympics be an accessory is yeah. how it, I think, I'm hoping is how it will be treated. Mm -hmm. And it usually isn't because... The Olympics trumps everything, unfortunately. But then it turns you guys into a four-year sport versus an every every yeah. year. Yeah, that's a very interesting take because I hadn't really thought about it like that. Like on one hand, I was like, yeah, the Olympics isn't that big of a deal to me. Like I just didn't, was never really concerned with it. But I didn't realize it actually does like diminish how you view everything else. Hundred percent. So like we don't think about gymnastics. Like we talked about, we don't think about gymnastics. <laughs> we had to look up the salary of a, of a pro swimmer today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and so what is it? It's got to be I was, nothing. It, it was like average forty to fifty thousand a year, which is their travel cost. Yeah, because much. they're all over the world yeah, traveling. Like yeah. you are training for one event every four years. That <laughs> sucks. And what you people don't know is if they have a label on on their resume that says world champion, that is harder to win than the Olympics. And no question, because you guys probably know this too. 
like in our sport, you have all these continental cup births. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, specific continents that don't have even close to elite level volleyball. They get a berth and then you're in your pool and you're like, all right, we know we got that win. And then we got, you know, the third team in our pool. We'll beat them. And then we're just basically batting with Spain for the first seed spot out of <laughs> right, the pool. Right. That's the Olympics. Or world champs. You're like, yeah. dude, there's five, six Brazilian teams that all could win this event. We've got all our American teams. Germany's unstoppable. We've got these Norwegian kids out of Norway. Latvia. All these places where it snows. <laughs> they're playing yeah. beach volleyball. The Norwegians <laughs> yeah. are 21. They just won the gold medal. I played them when they were like 14 and absolutely destroyed them. They look like baby deer where their joints were too big for their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're the best players in the world and have been uh -huh. for the last three years. And you're like, the sport is just evolving at such a gnarly pace that if we don't have our pro tour as a staple for us to learn how to win, to develop the next generations, to make money and have sponsors, like the Olympics is going to be really hard for people to go do. Absolutely. Like, can, can you imagine, like just comparing that, like compare winning the biggest pickleball tournament right now to competing with other countries <laughs> well that's uh, a free it, win yeah exactly they're exactly. all free wins it's, it's, it's <laughs> identical exactly it's identical. Like, yeah. you, you are, you're on a higher level of that where uh, it's an extreme pickleball where obviously you have like one player in some other countries yeah. but you basically have no players in other yeah, countries you got a guy in Italy who likes to play for fun randomly <laughs> <Yeah>. another <laughs> dude in Spain yeah it's like, right. but you'd have the joke. you'd have the people living in America like Jay would go for France yeah exactly you'd have so you'd have like right they'd all end up representing their country so you'd have a few but there'll be one of them exactly and then you have like your whatever 50 good Americans yeah. It's like, yeah, what a joke. Oh, <laughs> there's so much depth. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of the Olympics, though, because I think you, you brought up an interesting point that like, we talked about, the chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. Um, will pickleball getting in the Olympics grow the sport internationally? Because once it's in the Olympics, yes. other countries will start training, right? For sure. Oh, 100%. Because so now, it's, now there's a dream to go get. When it doesn't exist, if you don't watch it here on you know YouTube or on ESPN or wherever it's being featured – a lot of kids now also aren't watching TV. Yeah. So unless it's on the the only TV we're watching are the Olympics, maybe the NBA Finals, the World Series Finals. You know, it's only the finals now that exactly. No one's watching the grind. No. I know that I don't even watch it anymore. And I used to sit in front of the TV as a kid and watch like a mid-season baseball game. Yeah. Now I'm like half asleep. You know what I mean? Exactly. During the no, World Series, and I'm like, what's happening? Yep. So it will definitely expand. But then you're gonna end up, dude. I'm doing 100,000 miles of flying a summer. On top of playing your PPA and your whatever other tours yeah. and cl and then your clinics and your vacations. Like, do we have the same things? A volleyball vacation. We've got our clinics. We try to go a couple of days early. It, it just makes it where you're doing a lot more work. And right. your body starts to just, your hips are locked up because you're on a plane more than you ever play. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, dude, what's happening? So there's good and bad. Yeah. Right. World recognition, you guys being on the top right now would actually help right away. You would get a lot of sponsorship dollars. You guys would get a lot of recognition. It would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And then that would quickly be, uh-oh, there's a lot of more competition now because people are devoting full time to this. Yeah. So you're like, it's a give and take. I mean, overall, the sport will be w elevated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why not just keep it to uh, keep it ours? You know. Yeah, I, mean? I, I, think, I think it's pretty cool just because everyone realizes that if it goes Olympics, you just have so many more eyes on the sport in general. So yeah, of yeah. course, it'll expand stuff for people overall and probably most importantly it'll just get a maximum amount of people actually playing and knowing yes. about the sport which is really cool because it's it easy is. for everyone to play and that's awesome like i love that um but yeah i mean like you said it's just interesting that the pro tour is, is diminished by a little bit and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same anymore that's for sure uh so certainly not saying we don't support the olympics that would be awesome right but right there there's not all plus sides to it right 
And uh, Steve Kuhn, so he the, he uh, owns Dreamland, built Dreamland. Yeah, he's listen to that podcast, dude. That place sounds amazing. Yeah. So he's also started Major League Pickleball. He sent us a text this morning actually talking about um, the process of uh, getting a sport into the Olympics. And I didn't realize that the host country, uh, so U.S. in 2028, it's LA, LA. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're able to introduce new sports if you're the host country to to the olympics right so, so like ja- J- japan did it this time for baseball and softball which had been in the olympics previously but not since 2008 so they're like we want it back basically they, they get like a couple choices of they get hey, their wild want, cards we, yeah exactly yep. exactly like so. teams in every sport that didn't qualify they get a team yes yeah mm-hmm. so it's interesting because i i thought i thought getting in the olympics would be like a very long process but if it could be 2028 la right be insane I don't know the process of, you know, having pickleball be the sport, but just the fact that that's a possibility. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a possibility in terms of the host country getting to add sports. I yeah. feel like people always underestimate, like, how long stuff like that takes. Yeah. So you're looking at absolute maximum. Like, this is kind of a, a shooting the moon kind of thing yeah. is 2028. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. other than that, it's yeah. like it's not coming anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a real thing that could happen because of that. And best case scenario is when you host – you're getting automatic berths for teams, and then maybe that second team has to earn it. Well, that would be very easy for the Americans to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is it could be tough at first because there's not a lot of teams from other countries to represent pickleball. Yep. That's where it would be a little bit interesting. Well, you'd get your first gold medal like the U.S. did where we just, just destroyed everyone. Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, I've only been playing for like two years. <laughs> and we're like, we've been playing on the Pro Tour for 20, Good making a million dollars at an event. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What, yeah. What's interesting about pickleball, though, is it's a little more feasible, I think, simply because you do have a lot of countries that are very good at tennis. And all of the good That's pickleball true. players currently are former very good tennis players. That's true. And they pick it up very quickly. So, like, even in the last four, like, say, four years, because – Technically, yeah. for the Olympics, it would be introduced or accepted in 2024, and then it would happen in 2028. So, so you'd have four years. You'd have four years yeah. to train. And that's, that's plenty. That's, that's plenty. That's a lifetime for Rob. Yes, <laughs> it'll take him a year. <laughs> Thank you. Casey. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unbelievable. It could be anybody. It's any true. country could He's win four years. He's already on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, that's where it's interesting about pickleball because any country can actually catch up a lot quicker than you think, as long as they have any reasonable amount of tennis right. at all. Right. Um, just because that's where all our pro players come from, and they come very quickly. Whereas volleyball, like, you don't really have background sports for that it's more like no you put in the time and that's how you get good. or do yes. you, what does translate well into volleyball like do, do you have people come from other sports that it really makes sense so basketball guys you end up blocking well because they'll do like the rebound timing or the alley-oop timing when they block kind of like this delay reach over and kind of like step close type thing but it's really volleyball is very much like pickleball where the touch and the speed of the all the different speeds of the ball and angles and the manipulation that's like the meat and potatoes and then the driving and the serving and all that other stuff comes late yeah. well everybody wants to go and hammer a ball well that's the maybe the easiest thing to do anyways yeah it's can you even pass the ball to set up the whole play right like if you can't return of serve you can't score and that would be the problem is that i'm you know jump serving a ball 68 miles an hour at you in the wind in the out spin where it's coming and tailing to your left side and you're like i just started playing i've never seen <laughs> that before like like that be pretty intimidating it's really hard <laughs> yeah. and i think that's where it's very similar for me is that it's there's all the technical things are what make you great but everybody wants to do the i want the lob overhead good. you know what i mean yeah, yeah and i want to yeah. hammer this rad spencer oh, it you know, so like, fun it's, it's so, so fun it's so all cool. you go play guys that are good and you never get that no i yeah. never they just beat you with fundamentals the only time i get one is if i speed it up and the guy they'll flex it i'm like oh here we go now that's where i'm comfortable yeah but it's very similar in that way there 
you have to, especially on beach, you have to invest much more time. Yeah. Guys that come from the national team that touch, you know, over 12 feet can't just come out and win an event. It takes them years. Interesting. Because, like, we had a gold medalist, Reed Pretty, who was a very technical guy who actually played beach here and there growing up, won a gold medal in 2008 and then wanted to officially become a pro player and announced, like, hey, I'm going to change the way you guys train because it's not like the indoor team and the national team trains this way. I'm going to do that for beach. And we're like, cool, dude, good luck. That's not going to work the same. And it took, you know, he was trying to like cheat, called it like the cheat code. He wanted to cut through that time and do it in two years versus like the five or six it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took him six years yeah. and he finally, but he did finally win one. Yeah. But it's like, the, it's really tough to have that cheat code because it's so technical like yeah. pickleball. Right? It's so hard. Mm-hmm. And the elements, like it's always different. Nothing's ever the same. Yeah. So it's very similar to that where you can't just be athletic and show up. Yeah. Like I'm to look like a goofball. But if you go play volleyball, it's the opposite where, you know, hopefully I would make you guys look like baby deer on ice you know what i mean like yeah, yes, it, would. It, would, it would look more comical than pickle <laughs> yeah. it's a softer landing though yeah. <laughs> i'm all cut up i yeah. don't i don't want that that ball right there headed at me at like 60 70, miles per hour 80 miles yeah, yeah. Oh my God. you're just trying to dig a ball right <laughs> on the 10 foot line it's like, right like you're on the kitchen i'm line. breaking yeah. my face today <laughs> yeah here we go i hope my nose looks like this when i'm done yeah it's crazy but it's very technical that way where it's mm-hmm. The time has to be invested, and a big part of it is strategy. Like our opponents, do we have three multiple? They have multiple game plans to attack, and then if this one doesn't work, we go to this one. If this doesn't work, like I know that's what you guys for sure do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got tendencies. You're watching video. It's the same thing. So that's after you kind of figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's rad. They're so similar that I want to be good so bad because I'm like, I know how to do it. I know how to compete, and I <laughs> yeah. know how to show up to a tournament, and I know how to be on stadium and joke with the ref to get on my side, get the calls, <laughs> let him have the ones I know he should. Talk to the guy who's talking trash. Although you guys don't get hecklers as much. We are. I kind of. I love that, yeah, though. It, it's recent. It is good. It's, it's recent. It's, it's fun. so funny. It's so good. It's great. It's great for the sport. I, I want it. Warnick and Gold. What, what I was about to say is, like, yeah. y- you, you get it so much because you're, like, at that level where you're, like, I know what it takes and i know yeah everything it takes to be put in and i feel like i have that mentality that mindset but at the same time I suck. you you know <laughs> you know you're just like dang it yeah i know how much time this takes and i exactly just, I, I don't have it there's no cheek and i know there's no, there's cheat, no code. cheat code even if i moved to like where you guys live or wherever your training camp was it would still even take me like two three years yeah. yeah it would still take that amount of time to be yeah. dominant right you, you can't I'm, skip steps really it's so frustrating though because i'm like <laughs> Dude, I'm showing up at like six in the morning by myself doing drills. So I'm like, dude, it's all about drills and playing. It's drilling three times a week and playing twice a week. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. I'll go and play like two, three hours of drills and then play for like an hour and then I'll leave and just assess that. And it's like, I know what I got to do. I just can't get so in. I'm not good enough. What, yet. what I was going to ask about, because it's really interesting that you're bringing it up, is like what a volleyball practice routine as a pro looks like and how you compare that to pickleball. Because I feel like a lot of people just, you know, come into pickleball, if they didn't play something like another pro sport, they don't know how to practice. Yes. They don't understand what what goes into it. And I feel like as another pro, it's like, sure, you don't have the racket sport background, but you know how to train like a professional. Yeah. So I feel like you probably progress at a much better rate than anyone without a racket sport background just because of that. So like how how do the two compare? I feel like we kind of have the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Rob, what did you do that helped you get there so much quicker versus someone else? It was the way you drilled, the camp you were around, and the guys you were training with. Like, what helped you f- kind of fast track what you were doing? Yeah. So what I saw, what what I, so what I did compared to some other people that I heard that were also very good tennis players that came into the sport. Like they'll go play around with like some three fives, some four O's, and they'll beat them, and they'll be like, "This game is pretty easy." Uh, but I went right to like five O's and just 
got beat by non-athletic people. Kept losing. Kept, so, yeah, just got my face kicked in. That's the blueprint to any sport, in my opinion. Just it is. lose to good just, players, just and you will absorb I'm stuff. glad you said that. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm playing in, like, four or five, five O tournaments where, you know, uh, two months ago I tried that, and, I mean, I lost every game. I don't think we scored more than three points. Yeah. And everyone's like, why are you upset? And my wife was like, she played a 3-0 and one gold. She's like, why didn't you play? Look, I've had a medal. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anything else but, like, a I'm glad pro you got medal. that gold, honey. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> get better. I'm like, good, you already have two medals. She's like, I'm the only one that medals in the family. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because I'm going to learn and get opportunity to play against guys that are way better than me because yeah. I'm not getting that when I practice. Hey, baby, do you see that Olympic medal up there? <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, huh? yeah. Oh, you see the shrine? The whole trophy room? <laughs> Cute. You can put your medals over there. <laughs> Hang them on the antler horn. Yeah. It's important, though, because even even tennis, when I played junior tennis, I, I started pretty late for uh, to, to play Division One college tennis. I started when I was 12, almost 13, and my dad just threw me in tournaments right away. I wasn't yeah. good at all, but yeah. I, I didn't win a match, and so you go two and out, basically, in tennis. Yeah. I lost my first 60 matches, eight tournaments in a row without winning a match. But it may, it motivated me, made I mean, me better. That's a lot of barbecuing. Yeah. You just barbecue, and you're like, I kind of love. I don't love barbecues anymore now because of this Uno Dos. Right. And I remember, Dude. He, I remember he asked me, he's like, because I, I left, I, I switched from baseball to tennis. He's like, want to go back to baseball? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever ask me that again. Next tournament, let's go. <laughs> so it just motivates. Yeah, it motivates you. It does, and I feel like. You, you you get those opportunities against guys you've never seen, different styles, different guys that have different game, and you're just getting smashed. And I'm like, I'm just processing so much more information at one tournament than I do practicing for three months against guys that are kind of the same skill as yep. me. It's not even close to the same thing. So that's I'm glad you said that because that's like that's the blueprint for beach volleyball. It's like you got to constantly grind. You're out. I mean, we're coming to the beach. You do like a th usually it's like a three hour practice. We do a little bit more warming up because we've got to like max jump for a lot of the things that we're doing. Yeah. Where pickleball, I feel like guys roll up and they kind of like they'll just dink straight over the net and be like, "Yeah, I'm good." And I'm like, "Wow, I'm gonna tear an Achilles!" Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> when it's I so play true. pickleball, like, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, dude, slow down. I'm so I'm nervous about that, especially being a little yeah. bit older. I'm like, dude, that's a for a male. That Achilles tear is a, like a very real thing, and I'm coming from a different months. surface too, yeah. so I'm always like kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. So I'm like doing band work and lifting in the morning and sitting in a sauna and like just microwave myself warm so that yep. I can go play. But I think like you're going to start to see that like you're seeing younger guys that are like athletes and know how to prep and do all the like de active dynamic warm ups before they're playing and all that kind of stuff. And that's where it's going to get that's where all these rallies are getting rad too because you got guys that are like real athletes yeah, playing like this game. Just nasty stuff Dude, on the it's court. it's so cool. I mean, if you look at tennis, like how athletic that's gotten just from like the early 2000s. Oh my gosh. Like what it's changed so much. Looks like it's now it's so like much, you're yeah. doing like splits on the court and hitting open stance, backhand winning, like yeah. winners. Yep. Like, oh, Absolute cool. okay. hammers. You're just like. <laughs> it's just so nasty. Uh, you could already see how pick a ball. It'll just look so much more impressive when you have more athletes like that. Yeah. Especially in singles, you're just going to have just ridiculous plays and points, which that's I'm, the progression I'm really too, to. right? Like, mm -hmm. You got guys that are actually taking it serious more often. You're yeah. probably seeing that a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. me, I'm, I don't belong taking it serious, and I'm taking it so serious because I just that desire to be good is just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to be an experienced athlete in a different sport and knowing how to like right, how to like evolve around the game and prepare and do everything, all the hydration stuff. 
and then go compete like that's the most comfortable place yeah so it's like i gotta drill so i can go get comfortable because <laughs> right. that's stadium court guys heckling me talking about me and my hair looks goofy or whatever and then <laughs> by the end of that game Casey, i've I got l- that i love your hair thank you ben <laughs> wore a hat today son of a <laughs> <laughs> but like winning winning crowds over beating their guy and be like dude come with me to the finals so you can be my fan now and like they're like all in like that's the most oh, it's, fun that's oh it's fantastic. so fun I love it. It's so good. And also what I was going to ask you is like along with that, the, the hecklers, which we're seeing in pickleball now and the training and all that more than the Olympics. What I was interested in is kind of the parallels you see in pro pickleball. Cause I wasn't sure how much you actually watched, but then you saw me beat J 11 zero. So I, I guess you do tune in. It was tune my in birthday is four year old daughter. And four J. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but anyway, I, I was just curious, like what do you see in pickleball? It's like doing well pro wise what's lacking like what 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 did you get in volleyball that you're like this wasn't good this was good because i feel like once again just because of the parallels we could learn a lot just from where you guys went wrong or where you guys went right yeah yeah uh what we had a few things go wrong which was at first the players kind of they ran the tour in a sense they kind of had almost ownership in the tour and we had all the relationships and so they were talking directly to like a miller or bud light they were talking directly to all the big sponsors that were dropping a ton of money. And so they were navigating how much to get paid. That's why it was so great. They're like, well, we should, this should, all these events should be a million dollars an event, you know, nothing below 500 grand an event. And at that time, there wasn't even like a women's tour at first. So it was only the guys. And then that came in and now it was like doubling up. So then it went, got even better. Then owners get involved, right? Someone buys it. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is those guys, some of them, we've had gone through a few bankruptcies, like, right as soon as I got my first sponsor, I signed with Rockstar Energy, and I'm like, they're paying me like 25 grand a year to play volleyball? What? <laughs> Babe, I've made it. And then my garage is, <laughs> I've <laughs> made it. My garage is just stacked full of crates of Rockstar, and I'm like, I shouldn't be drinking this, but I'm here, and I feel rad, and I got the stuff all over me when I'm playing. It was like my first experience it of like a, like a real sponsor. Tea. Oh, be like, wait, they're gonna pay me, not just give me product? <laughs> this is a, I've made it, right? You know? like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You're going to pay me and give me free Yeah, dollars? exactly. <laughs> what did you say? This is unbelievable. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. And then the tour goes bankrupt because the owner gets greedy, gobbles up sponsorships, promises, over promises a lot of things, and then they all pull out, right? And then the next guy buys it. Same thing kind of happens. And then finally, the, we have the one we have now, Donald's son. He's kind of like taken under his wing because he was a player and he loved it. And mm-hmm. so... What we could learn from that is that you have to be very careful at making sure you protect yourselves as players because what you're probably seeing is Franklin, Takea, all these sponsors are going to be like, we want Ben, but three players said they would do it for free Mm -hmm. and they're on the pro tour. So we could get triple the amount of engagement on social media for free or we win with Ben, but we got to pay him 50, 60 grand a year to drink out of our bottle. And that's the problem that I face. And so I had to have almost like a talk with all these young players. Like, look, ask Stop me, selling yourself short. ask me how much I make. And I will tell you right now, I would rather, you know, cause everyone was very secretive. They didn't want to share yeah. mm-hmm. hand out contacts because guys are backdooring and trying to swoop in. Well, I do more social media than Ben. He's winning, but I'm, I'm shooting content the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, th- to be honest, that might be more of, of like, valuable sometimes in certain situations because you're busy playing and winning and they're filming you winning getting paid for it you know <laughs> you're like what's happening <laughs> so i think something is wrong here there's oh, a glitch in the matrix it's so wrong so you're like you have to educate these guys that are in that mix where they they're starting to get some opportunity to get these sponsors and be like look i'll tell you 
I would tell him how much I made him. Like, look, we have to protect ourselves. This is what we're all worth. But this is what I've done. So if you say you're going to do it for free, this is what happens to our sport. You know, Everybody all the sponsors drop down. Now, what are they doing? They're only sponsoring the tour. Does that turn into prize money? No, it doesn't. It just pays for bigger events, more events, but we're still getting paid enough to maybe cover our travel costs. Yeah. Like, we have to be able to make a living off this. So that's one thing that for you guys to navigate going forward is, like, you almost – w- we've never put a player, like, union together, but we should have. Mm-hmm. Only if just to protect ourselves as a group. Do you if feel something like you should have done it early? Like it's kind of yes. too late now. Like where it wouldn't. Yes even and no because much. we just had Bally's bias out, uh-huh. who I which I think is gonna like Fox. They own Fox Sports, which I know you guys probably have some events too as yep. well in the pickleball world. Right. So now we, you guys have talked about betting that comes back full circle. Yep. Yep. Now, betting. I don't care if I watch the sport. If I'm if I can bet, I'm stoked on it. I'm gonna yeah, do totally. it. I had so many people hitting me up about beach volleyball. Dude, I nailed it. Uh-huh. I made the guy so much money because I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Picked the Norwegians to win, the Russians in the finals with him. The guy's like, dude, and I'm like, is this okay for me to do? Like insider trading. Like, am I going to get sued? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, like, oh, that's legal. Yeah. So I think that's the same. We're going in the same direction where they're doing that, right? And so it's going to be interesting to see how we all navigate that. And yes, we should have done it sooner. Is it too late? I don't know because Bally's just now bought our tour. And they're going to have the infrastructure to have events at their locations and then have the casinos to bet on everything. And they took, I heard that they bought ping pong or table tennis and took it, they invested like, people always over-exaggerate. Someone told me 40 to 60 million and they've made it where it's like current and it's pumping and people are playing and they're spending money on gear and paddles and stuff like that. So I don't think it's ever too late. It's just, I think it has to be delicately done because we're going to get a disconnect with the ownership mm-hmm. and who's in charge versus now, like the guy that owns it, it's like our boy, we could go play with him. We'll play doubles with him on the weekend and he owns the tour and we're like, we feel like our safe uncle owns the yeah, tour. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't have that anymore, it gets a little scary. Right. So I think having a union, just even if it's not for anything, but to just be like, dude, this is our insurance. insurance po- yeah. It's our insurance policy. Yeah. I think it would be very smart for you guys to set that up. Mm. And even if it does, it's like a minimal cost just to be like, all right, hold on. Let's all collectively agree that the prize money needs to be a minimum of this. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not asking for the world. Let's just bump it up this or let's promise two more events a year. Like that's what we kind of did without that. And it happened, but we had our fun uncle helping us do yeah, that. Right. If we didn't, we would have been screwed. Got it. Makes so sense. I think there's value there. And so that's like protect yourself with the sponsorship because it's hard to find money. And the, the way that that's changed, it used to be you win, you're on NBC live. That's how I got my sponsors. Yep. So I'm like, well, I have to win. I have to be the best. Now it's like, I just have to start a YouTube channel and just say that I play. And I'm making more money and getting more sponsors than Casey who's trying to still be the best. Yes. And you're like, it's backwards. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why is it working this way? Mm-hmm. So I think protecting yourself that way could be valuable. I'm taking notes, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be like Casey someday. I'm going to be better than Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn from Casey. And I'm going to film Casey. <laughs> yeah. Get paid for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, full circle, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey there, Lululemon. Speak, speaking of filming, Casey. <laughs> you know I love wearing your clothes, and it looks like you sponsor Casey. I, I always say I am the biggest non-sponsored promoter ever for Lululemon. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes, I know. I listened. And I have a funny story because I'm like, oh, I got a story to tell. 2000. 14, Lululemon decides they want to change the way that they support their ambassadors. And they don't want to say that it's a sponsorship. They want to have like a support fund for you to go, you know, so they would list, okay, what does it cost for you to pay your rent, your weightlifting, your yoga, um, to self-care, all these things. We listed it out, you know, it was like 
50 grand a year. They're like, okay, we'll sign a four-year deal, 50 grand each. My, my partner each got 50 grand. And we were the first athletes ever to have financial support. We were like the guinea pigs because my partner before who played in the Olympics in London wore it for free. <laughs> they wore it for free because they just didn't have a sponsor. And they're like, we'll wear it. Yeah, why not? Dude, it was insane. So we go into Canada, meet the owner. At that time, it was the guy Chip. And we have to walk a mountain and talk to him about it. And just like, he just does this to everyone, right? Where he's walking this monster mountain and making everyone feel vulnerable and like frail because you feel like you're going to die. And he's like, so where do you see yourself in five years? Are you training hard enough? Like, and I'm like, I can't breathe. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's gnarly. You know what I mean? It was crazy. I can't that's breathe. Amazing. I'm going to die. But we were the guinea pigs, right? Like, that's what it was. And so that was the greatest, greatest support brand to be associated with ever because they were like what can we do to help you aside from this support that we're giving you what else can we do and it was like bro you give me a card with you know twenty five dollars twenty five hundred dollars a month in lulu gear my wife was now staying married to me thank you <laughs> like she yeah. not you know what i mean like she got that, those wonder under tights dude good. Yeah. it was the greatest thing ever for our marriage uh -huh. she i was like this uh -huh. is yours take it you know <laughs> so but like having brands like that involved is yeah. so huge when yeah. they want to make it easier for you to be successful and then also help you and pursue things outside of just playing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So Lulu, we'll put, I'll put a good word in for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, if you're know, listening, I did not know that. Michelle, if you're listening, we got to get talk to, you know, Rob and Ben, let's get them dialed in. Did, did, did we talk <laughs> about how you bought my whole wardrobe at Lulu? We have, are we, did I, you, maybe have on the I podcast? Don't, I don't, so basically, I, so. I think it was earlier this year, right? Uh, I yeah, bet you, like I can tell the story because I think you, you, you told it. Like, you're a minimalist. You showed up with almost nothing. You wore one This is thing, our best maybe. podcast Dude, listener ever. Yeah, <laughs> this is impressive. When you're a nerd in your own sport and then you find a sport you like to play more because you, I'm on <laughs> oh! that. Well, because I'm on that, that, like, I'm on that like, toddler where I'm learning to walk and yeah. I'm like, now I can start to run. Uh-huh. It's so fun having the competition high, right? experience, but then learning so quickly. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing. And I'm like, I'm listening to everyone on your podcast. I'm like on forums. I'm like just a total dude, nerd. It's the best. He showed up and bought you a whole wardrobe, and now that's all you wear. Yes. No, he Simple, like, elegant. Yes. One classy. thing for every occasion. Like, Oh, dude. I minimalist. wear the pants to church. Yeah. And then they came with a button up finally. I'm like, shirt, Lulu. tie, shirt, Lulu. underwear. Lulu. I mean, all head Lulu. to toe. Lulu. Head to toe Lulu. The spandex, the shorts. I mean, yeah. This is a Lulu commercial. Now. It is. You're welcome, <laughs> you guys. So last night, so I don't do this often, but last night Benjamin made me go to a restaurant where I could not wear my Lulu. They, oh my they, they had a dress code, and it was like dress pants, which I, I wore Lulu because I had dress pants, but he's like, I don't do belt loops. I was like, I don't like Rob, belt loops. I like one joggers. pair of Lulu. I'm telling you, they're super comfy, and they still I know. look like you, dress you pants. You actually bought me the dress, the You're slacks. welcome, and then you gave them away. I the just, ABC pants? Yep. Anti-ball crushing. I just like I the like greatest joggers. name ever that no one knows. <laughs> yeah, right? oh, it's so good. nobody knows what ABC means. But you're welcome. Now you know. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> so I w yeah, you gotta have the belt loops because all you do is you throw a belt in, you put your dress shoes on or your black Jordans, and you're ready to go. <laughs> I, I think I lean more to the direction of if I have to if if I have to have belt loops to go somewhere, I don't want to go there. It does feel weird. I don't like it. It so really. I mean, that's a. It's a whole nother level. You're like really ramping up from an elastic, maybe with a tie, exactly. to Wait, a button? I have to have them fitted so they don't fall down and then a belt because I have to tuck my shirt in? Are you kidding me? Yes. I used to fold my shirt under at church when I was a kid and duct tape it to make it look like I it was folded. <laughs> That's how lazy I was. So I know how you feel. I love it. I know how you That's feel. That's a cheat code for everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, You're cool. welcome. Right. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just love that he's a total nerd about pickleball. Oh, it's oh, so great. <laughs> it's it, insane. The, the parallels. I knew there were parallels, but like not to this extent. Like mm -hmm. In terms of you had multiple pro tours. 
Yeah. We're going through the same thing, the Olympics deal, but even like the the partner thing, yeah. the strategy stuff, like the, 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 the players union, like it just goes dude, on it's, and it's, on. It's, it's eerily similar. It's, it's like watching a child grow up and I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I help it? Like, what yeah. can I do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Guys, I did this before. Yeah, Listen I've been here. Okay, hold on. <laughs> You need you're, an agent, like but not one future. that's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like Doc, like showing up. Marty, I have all. <laughs> I have all the answers. <laughs> just listen to me. Going through the trash of banana and apple. <laughs> just change how the whole influx capacitor works. I can just go wherever I want now. Let's go get the almanac. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, it's crazy. It really is, and I, I think because I'm I'm so fired up on it. I'm such a nerd about it is because, like I said, going and playing at the like highest level ever in my sport for such a long time. And also reaching a point where being physical is like a big part of it. Where in pickleball, I'm still extremely physical because I don't have to jump. I can run around and, because I'm the defender, I'm the little guy on the beach. I got to run around and scoop balls and play defense and have guys just blow me up, as, like hitting balls as hard as I can, or hit like a soft line shot over the block on their way up. And I got to like hurry and run and lay out and scoop it. Like I got to deal with all those different speeds and intricacies of the game. The pickleball feels so much like home, but like at this almost like I get to be a phoenix, like I've been burned and I get to like rise again and learn <laughs> and like take everything I know and apply it to this new thing that is so similar and that's I love. That's so, so awesome. cool. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, you're not gonna be the little guy in the pickleball court. Though. Yeah, that's <laughs> the goal is not to be the little guy, yeah. but play like the little guy. I would guy. never have guessed you were the little guy on a, on a volleyball court. And that's interesting. So you're yeah. the more of the defender. I started as a blocker and I realized my ceiling internationally was gonna be, that was my goal was of course to go to the Olympics. Yeah. and. And like be consistently a good player, and I was like, look, my ceiling as a you know mid-range blocker at six six is only so high. Where as a six six defender who can transition almost any set, that's where the value is. Yeah. I might get half the digs, but I'm putting them all the way. Once again, another right side eerie player type similarity it's to pickleball. It's yeah. so stupid how these things are. I'm just like, it's a very high value to be a very good right side player right now. Like I'm a left I side, I'm a left side it, player. Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, Rob, you need to, like, you're a left side player right now, but what's valuable is being a right side player yes. right now, and that's what you need to do. Yes, and so that's what I've done, and that's all I'm training. You're a right side player? Because I heard you talk about it. <laughs> it's true, though. You're yeah. a volleyball right and side I've got, player. And I played so much ping pong, the backhand just feels na more uh -huh. natural. Uh -huh. The forehand's more, like, I have a hard t harder time where I can, like, flick that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining, in like, I don't know, 10 years in pickleball where it's just so defined as right side, left side. Like you yes. train exclusively yes. one, and right side has all these roles that are so defined, just like volleyball has it. it. 100% will headed. be. Because right now everyone's like, oh, you know, you just play 50-50. You know, center line, yeah. just play your side. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wrong. It's actually crazy that, yeah, it should always be a stack. Uh, like, yeah, as, as the games evolve. It, like, it, like, why it would you not? To be. Why would you? It's interesting. Well, it really that's is. how that's how exactly how beaches, you you are an only you're a right side player or you're only a left side player, and the only time you switch is in transition if something scramble play happens. Yeah. And you've got, you're all, everyone at the top's got good enough tools to be comfortable on both, mm -hmm. but they're nasty on one. Yes. And you're like, and now you're worried about that, and I feel anxious when I have to play you because I know you're nasty at that side. Yeah. So now the stress is already on me, not you, and I'm like, all right, now how do I? add elements where I can like bounce it back to you. Well, I'm going to train where I can get robbed because he's comfy on the right. Dude, it's, and that's a whole different world. It's, it's so like an funny. evolution yes, of the game. Once again, just something people just don't even know. Cause like if, if I'm like thinking 10 years from now, what's going to be like a, an optimal team, it's got to be a lefty and a righty. Like you have to be lefty is a right side player. Right. is a yeah. left side. Like yeah. it just makes because sense. Think, yeah. It's flying across. It's, it's so nasty. 
and yeah. like the fading and, and like how balls travel on the court like you, you get it from from volleyball you just see things on a court and you're like that makes sense to me that's how it should be played yes but it's not being played like that yet yeah yes but then you're like it, it's going to get there and like that that's how i see it in pickleball like, it's a little hard to explain but it's just like that's how pickleball should be played that's how it's going to be played in the future you know like those battles where you get into this dink battle and there's that guy that can always find that two-thirds theme, two-thirds seam down the middle, where the backhand guy, sh if he sees it, he can cut it off sooner. But it's usually the forehand guy's ball, right? But he also has to play it maybe a little bit later behind, almost like uh, in, in volleyball we cross when we pass indoors because guys hammer the ball so fast. We don't have time to say yours, mine. We we cross paths. Mm -hmm. And so if you see it and it's yours and it's coming from that angle and spinning in to out, you cut it off and take it. Or if you know, you're the front row hitter, I want to go and take that for you. So there's a lot of ownership. And so you're going to get that type of thing where guys hit that smooth winner just like right off my left hip mm -hmm. where I feel like it's yours because you're the forehand. I'm like, right. that's yours, dude. Yes. You're going to start seeing backhand guys absolutely own that. And yeah. you don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, it's, so, it's so nice. Like it's going <laughs> to shift two feet and you'll be like, thank you. Yeah. Finally, I got a guy that understands how it should be Yes, like, I just run. love it when angles work out. Like I, I yeah. play with my brother a lot and just the angles, like when you're that used to playing with somebody and you understand where you should be at the court at all times. It's like when he cracks back, I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's what I want. Right. $100 every time you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Add a kid. Uh, That's yeah, rad. Yeah, it's pickleball is just headed on that same trajectory. That's just really cool to see because it's obviously just going to get so much better. Like all the players, you're not going to get more talented, more skilled, but people will figure out the game more because I'm sure just like volleyball – People just were simply not even doing the correct things at some point yes. uh, a while ago, right? Or like watching you were still film, figuring stuff out. Yeah, and it's—I'm uh, sure it's still developing, just like pickleball is developing rapidly, which is, I think, one of the coolest things about the whole sport, just from an analysis perspective. He calls me a nerd or a geek well, all the time, but I totally am. It—it's—it's it. it's the evolution because you're going to start getting people filming and using. We have this thing called Data Volley. There's multiple softwares where they'll take a thousand of your, let's say, backhand sharp dinks where you carve it slash or that same move and you flip it line mm -hmm. and i'm going to watch a thousand reps and they they categorize the zones and they're going to code it while they're watching it and then they're going to give rob and say this is the percentage of what happens in these scenarios yep. this is what it's going to be and you're going to have one or two point advantage now 100%. having that on him yep. and now everyone's doing that to you to or every i know player. that you know and yes I <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i'm going to hand you that data right. i'm going to present you the data <laughs> I will give you that data happily. And then you quote the other thing. <laughs> then you quote Mike Tyson. Well, everybody has a game plan until I punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Until you take a speed up in the throat, everyone has a game plan. <laughs> no, That's but you're rough, man. You're, you're right. <laughs> Analytics are going to be coming for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. huge. It, it's, it already is, but yeah. it just it, it's in baby steps right now. I think we don't want to hold you too long, but you're just good. just to kind of wrap. Yeah. Obviously, there's a bunch of different ways pickleball might go moving forward. Yeah. But what would Based on your experience with volleyball, what would you say the best path forward for pickleball is? I'd say developing a youth pipeline. Uh, USA Volleyball supports their national teams 100% through the youth programs. You know, your high performance, they also travel, but then they also, you're just being associated and, and registered through like a USA Pickleball, right? Like everyone has to have their number and, and subscription number or whatever it is. Developing youth programs, tournaments, clinics, camps, and a, like a coaching form like a legitimate one, not the one that the random dude from South Carolina has been playing for 30 years, and the game doesn't isn't like that anymore. And you're like, right. really, Carl's running yeah. the USA? They're event? ancient. Exactly. <laughs> They're not at the peak of the game that's evolving nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Having like a good 
template to teach these kids. And then like, I know right now my kids all would all sign up to be a part of that pipeline and program. And then that would eventually support you guys on the national team, which eventually goes to the Olympics. So I think having that grassroots, which pickleball already, already, Starting it's already there. Yeah. Now it's just getting the youth to do it. Mm -hmm. I think that's massive. And so I think that's the direction that would help evolve, right? Is getting the youth involved so that you're getting talent younger. Yeah. You're getting more of it. You're getting world tour players playing now because they're seeing it more with you guys. Like we talked about, like protecting yourselves as players and understanding that in order to be at the top, you have to devote yourself. You have to put, you have to be all in. Yeah. And right now, not everyone's all in, yeah. but they're so close, you know, that I think giving more athletes the opportunity to be all in would be so much better for us as as people watching the game. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, yeah. Could you, I mean, you imagine that, I mean, I can guess that very few players are doing it full time. The others are working and then playing a lot, but not able to just rest enough yeah. and do all the things they need to do. Once you have that, you're. it's just going to be all time everyone is still playing at suboptimal yeah exactly and it's the barriers we've talked about the barriers before barriers are quite high i don't know how it is with volleyball but entry fees are very expensive it so is. if you want to play three events even at the pro even division being able to navigate like we've talked about yes. this before we take it for granted but being able to even navigate like how to go to what tournaments and how to sign up and how to get partners like all that Dude, you like literally need a guide or you're not going to do it right you yeah. have to have a travel agent a pr <laughs> agent like a really everything yeah. all like dialed in because it, it really is a circus and you get caught up in just trying to register for events and what who's playing with who and what's happening what <laughs> we were late wait late registration well i thought we signed up for that like <laughs> no it, it's why even today i was looking this morning at breakfast i was like am i signed up for nationals yeah <laughs> and yeah. then i look and i see my name on the list but i don't see like well i tried so if i, I signed you up doubles, if, thank you casey <laughs> i was like maybe you'll play with me <laughs> so but yeah it is a circus it is and that that's just time away from understanding how to get better and utilizing those things and i mean that's the trajectory you guys are on sponsors there's going to be more money there's going to be more events it's going to be better and better, but I, yeah, eliminating registration. Like, sign me up for the year, and then I just pick who I want to play with. Yeah. If, even if I can prepay for the whole year and then say, I'm not playing in that, dude, you can keep half my money. Yeah, That's make fine. Make it an easy yeah. game. Just let me do it. Like, boom, it's done, and then for I sure. can show up. What are your registration fees like for They're a They're $100 a person, so 200 okay. a team for every event. So it's pretty similar. And so it's like that pays for, like they say, the referees and the catering and the food. But we also have that you guys need, uh, kind of have. Like, we have a separate player's tent with security. You need a safe yeah. place away. Yeah. And it's always attached to our therapy. So you have a, an amazing match, and you're on a side court. It's not stadium. It'll take you 40 minutes to get to your court because you don't want to say no to the 12-year-old who yeah. worships you. Like right. you. I was like, dude, I have to approach this. as like this is the only opportunity I'm going to have in my life to be cool. Like, <laughs> I can't be like, no, bro, I got a match <laughs> in 30. I got to go eat a banana and chill in the shade and talk to the other dudes that are playing pro. Like, I'll stay and wait till my match. And yeah. I'd hire a coach to be, like, the bad guy to take me back mm -hmm. to the court. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, like, having a little bit of, like, a security blanket for you guys to be able to still focus and be pros and just elevate the pro aspect. Maybe yeah. paying for your hotels. Like, they started doing that for us. Yeah. They'd pay for our hotels. They would give us flight stipends for, like, 300 bucks. Yeah. So our, our hotel's covered while we're in the event, and we get flight stipend. Um, we still have to register, but like just the little things like that felt goes so long, big way. for yeah, us and showing up in there way. gave us towels and gear and sunblock and we're like, oh good. I don't have to try to like Go fly to all my stuff. the night before. Like dude, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Always it's going. It's the little things that really dude. do a lot. Just it builds up and uh, I've seen that more and more just recently to like from the, yep. the PPA just like, oh, you gave me a, a locker and a towel. Like, 
Thank you. Yeah. Uh, parking. Yes. yes. Tennis centers are always the best for us. We go to Cincinnati. We go yeah. after one of the opens, and we'll be like, oh, do we have air conditioning, TVs? We've got uh, locker rooms and showers and a weight room. Or we go to, we play this, the most epic event ever in the world in Stad, Switzerland, up in the Alps. And it's right after one of their, like, somewhat major series on like clay mm -hmm. and we are we just put sand right on top of it and build the stadium and you Sick. walk around and it's like an aspen in in switzerland you're like it's crazy backdrop dude it's insane you yeah. ride a bike up to a waterfall there's like a homemade cabin with this family that runs it and they're feeding you you know they just made cobbler the night before <laughs> and there's families out there just with like the huge hay like the sickle or whatever like chopping hay down and bundling it you're like <laughs> where am i <laughs> this is unbelievable that a movie <laughs> but uh, you would never get that like it'd be so hard to do that if they weren't paying for our hotel fees if they weren't right. helping us get there yeah and see and that's another, another evolution i'll be short with that but once there is an olympics and national team you get funding and support and insurance from the national team they try to supplement the pro tour should have done that though. That's the problem is because yeah. we have more opportunity to play at home all the time. So it's like, that's another thing that could be added on the support yeah. to make it more of a, maybe that league idea is something where you get a salary, no matter if you win or not, you show up and you're on team Franklin and you get, you know, five grand a month to show up to these two events a month throughout the summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if you win, you get X amount on top and sure. then your bonus structure involved and then you resign. Dude, it's that stuff's so fun. Yeah. Like once that, and I know that that's, 100% coming for you guys. Having all that stuff in place is going to be so rad. Agreed. It's going to be cool. You're going to be all lulu'd out, and you're like, paid, <laughs> paid cash for it. I can afford Thanks, it. Thanks, Casey. I can, I can afford it. <laughs> I didn't have to ask for, like, an ambassador code. Babe, <laughs> I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, I get 25% off right now. I'm a, I'm yeah. a sweat collector member. Okay? Yeah, I try to buy stuff. He goes, no, I get 25% off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Such a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, he's more proud of that than winning. Oh, 100%. Then the 11-0 against Jay. Yes. We got one more in. Five. Yes. Five. <laughs> but you did blow 8-3 lead. Yeah. But that's okay. It's still 11 0. He still won. We could have just ended things on a Lulu note, Rob. Why'd you have to? <laughs> uh, you know, just helping you pursue perfection. So oh, these guys, okay. you guys Thanks, look, be look behind you here. This kid in the blue shirt, he showed up because I did this video where I told these solar reps that I, I kind of helped run social media for it. I'd give them 100 bucks so they could dig me. This kid rides by and goes, Hey, is that still open? So he's here for me to hit at him for 100 bucks if he can dig me. I love it. We should That's do that awesome. pickleball, like, hey, an overhead. <laughs> yeah. If you can reset, Not you can reset one or two overheads for me, I'll give you 100 bucks. Like, it's basically that would, impossible. That's a yeah. good video to do. That, that is a good video. Yeah. Can we make it Ryder so I can just hit him in the oh chest? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> no, Preston, like, the number oh, one yeah. spike ball player in the oh, world. He's like, I can dig anything. Yeah. Yeah, cut right to like the a chase. Preston thing to <laughs> right. say. And then we make, oh, wait, it's not Preston anymore, and then Ryder steps in. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we get him. <laughs> yes. He's like, guys, I'm filming you. Why are you being mean to me? <laughs> right, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, that seems like a perfect note to end it on. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, bye. Later.